We could all we could all hold hands while podcasting. It's not happening. Let's not and say we did. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are clammy, you don't want to hold them. What's going on everyone? We're here with episode number two of the Storm in the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, fellas? After you. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at this. I think it's better to be polite than be rude. Yeah. Are you saying I should go then? Because oh. I'm trying to also be polite. So oh. if you want to go, you true, say true. something. Or... An old-fashioned gentleman off, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Ready the handkerchiefs. What you guys don't know is that we're actually recording this podcast from the front of Isaac's house because we both went to hold the door open for each other and so we're just kind of stuck in limbo out <laughs> front right now. <laughs> anyway, fellas, I think we should start off with uh, Butcher of the Week. As brought to you by Super Butcher. Not yet officially, but that's the plan, hopefully. Mm, you know, Dreams becoming reality and whatever. We might get there. Visualize to actualize. A bit different. Um, I don't know if you guys have one prepared, but my butcher of the week is the SEG ground staff this week because they did a shocking oh. job keeping people off the field and away from Buddy Franklin. What 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 could they have done realistically? There's not much they could have done, but there could have been more than a dozen of them at the game. Shoulder to shoulder guards with tasers. There should have just been like... Two dozen of them just following Buddy around the ground on that sideline and then swamp him first, make a circle like what they did when I think Fev was the last person to kick 100, potentially, I don't know. Whoever the last person was to kick 100 goals in a season, they made a circle around him, escorted him off the ground. Instead, Buddy had to endure, I don't know, more pats than a (laughs) guide dog at an airport. Oh, you're not meant to pat service dogs well though. It, yeah but it happens you know, you're not meant to <laughs> yeah no you make you make a good point fine then more pats in the service iguana at an airport <laughs> yeah I mean definitely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no. they did a shocking job there was barely any of them there was I don't know two three hundred people over the fence before he even kicked the ball no you definitely would right. have been funny if you missed then we'd be reporting on them for butcher of the week um, absolutely all the fence jumpers yeah, yeah, yeah. They were over well with the early crow. Yeah, yeah. Would have had to spend ten minutes getting everyone back in their seats <laughs> before the game could proceed. It would have been truly tragic if, on such a special occasion, a fan had run out there and stabbed a buddy <laughs> right in the kidney. <laughs> Jesus Christ! People do weird things when they like people. There's no a thousand and one for you, champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. This is true, but thank God no one did that. And I'm surprised he doesn't have COVID, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the SCG attendants touched him. It just goes to show how good vaccination really is. Exactly. It works. Confirmed. Get your boosters. The system works. Get your boosters. I'm sure Buddy Franklin's boosted up prior to this season. and That's why he's kicking so many. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Balls magnetically grip into his fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you reckon? Get into the round two wrap-up? Yeah, can call? do, can do. All right. Round two. At Marvel Stadium to kick off round two, it was the Blues who started off humming with a goal in the first 20 seconds. The Bulldogs bit back with Hugel Hagen kicking a bender that had the dogs faithful trumpeting. 
Yugle, Bugle. You get it? Pretty good. Brass jokes, huh? No <laughs> comment. <laughs> Patrick was Crips walking again with two goals before half time, finishing with 35 disposals. While Harry, holy moly, he can kick the Mackay, bagged himself four big ones in the first half. Tom Liberatore said that's Amore with a snag on either side of the main break that had fans <laughs> in love. You know, that's Amore is the word for love in Italian, in case you're wondering. Oh, thank um, you. And keep the dogs on the scent. Jack McRae. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking proud of himself. <laughs> Jack McRaefish had his claws firmly clamped on the footy with 12 touches in the third period. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bulldogs had their chances to finish in the last But it was the Blues engine room Driven by Cripps, Walsh, Hewitt and Kennedy With a combined 132 disposals And Charlie Kerno Getting the golden ticket Kicking his fifth goal in the fourth quarter To leash the dogs and have the boogie woogie Blues Dancing into round three They got me so good I just spilt my He's absolutely my wet himself everywhere. here This is great He's on clean up duty already We might have another Butcher of the week <laughs> spot open up <laughs> pretty no, soon. Pretty soon, Keelan's going to be um, two-time reigning butcher of the week here in a second. Over in the corner, <laughs> potentially <laughs> just knock out the season. <laughs> All right, to a Friday night blockbuster at the SCG where the cats were hunting the informed swans. We were once again on Buddy's big bag watch, with him only needing four majors to enter the Killiard of Goals Club. That's a thousand for the uninitiated. A thousand goals, Kiliad. Beautiful. Uh, which is occupied by only four heroes of the game. Four heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd keep with the Greek theme. <laughs> the Cats pounced to an early lead before Hayward did not send one wayward to give the Swans their first goal. Buddy gave his best two-pack impression when he said, all eyes on me as he slotted his first major to conclude the first quarter. Lucky for Isaac Heaney, all eyes were on Buddy as Heaney managed to snag himself four big ones, untouched. Whilst Giga Chad Warner <laughs> finished with a career-high 25 disposals, <laughs> none more important than the beautiful one he laid up on Buddy's big chest and Franklin teed up to kick his magical fourth. Like the 300 Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae, the ground security were hopelessly outnumbered and swiftly overrun. <laughs> And as the Sharon passed through the big sticks, King Buddy Leonidas Franklin was swamped and praised as we witnessed the glorious end of a feat unlikely to be touched again by mortal men. As the dust settled and the remaining five minutes were played, the Cats were left with no choice but to retract their claws and concede defeat as the Swans banked their second win to remain undefeated. <laughs> Sydney Swans, 107. Geelong, 77. Ooh. And old Chad Warner, for his hard work of teeing up Buddy Franklin, got to walk around the SCG to get back in the ground, around down the street outside <laughs> to get around the crowd. <laughs> down to Marvel Stadium, where the Bombers were off to a flying start with Peter so wrong it's right, getting two goals early. Hugh McCluggage tried to defuse the Bombers, carry on, <laughs> applying some weight <laughs> with three goals of his own. The big O, Oscar McInerney, had the Lions faithful screaming with a clean snap for goal from the ruck. And James Stewart gave a great in-flight demonstration of where the goals were as he waved through <laughs> Bailey's second goal. Brilliant. Piss poor defensive effort from him. While the Lions continued to hunt in packs, Lockie Neal made the Bombers weak in their landing gear, finishing with 41 touches in two goals. <laughs> Essendon Bombers, 75. 
Brisbane Lions 97. That's brilliant. And then we travel up to the Glitter Strip where the Demons look to cruise through Sin City. But the Suns shined early through Sharp and Caswell. The Cholly Rancher sucked down a big mark and slotted a major in the second for his first home ground goal. Petrarca and Miller fought for the pill like two orphans on a T-bone with 40 and 38 touches respectively. But the overall match conditions could have been described as partially sunny as the GC boys tried their best to light up Metricon, but it was Lucifer's lieutenants that kept the Suns at bay and claimed victory. <laughs> Coco Suns, 69. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Melbourne Demons, 82. Ooh. Another notable point from that game was uh, second witness Falcon of the season from Big Jared Witts. <laughs> off the scone, marking contest, down to a Melbourne player, kick for a goal. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> get <Heartbreak. weak. laughs> Legend has it he's retiring. <laughs> what, from this week? From the embarrassment of... <laughs> Uh, All right, so we travel back in time to the first Saturday game uh, of last week, which was Collingwood v Adelaide. Uh, I believe it was at the G. It was at the G. The first half showed a display in two different styles of footy. We had Pacey and Happy to move up the middle of the ground from the Pies and a precise kicking game from the Crows which unfortunately brought them some risk as they exited their defensive 50. And no jokes yet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Isaac threw me this game to do. Um, last minute. Last l- minute. Very last minute. Had so some time commitments this there's, afternoon. There's a, so. there's a joke I'm really proud of, but it's coming up. We'll get it. <clears throat> the tight margin at the break uh, quickly went in the direction of the home team and they really put their foot on the gas. Great performances from veterans. Jack, I'm absolutely full of... Oh, I didn't have to the accent from veterans. Jack, I'm absolutely full of crisp. (laughs) 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 And Scott Dingleberry led their way for the more unexperienced players like 19-year-old Oliver Thierry Henri to express themselves. And he certainly (laughs) did with his goal of the year nomination, which was an around-the-body kick from the forward pocket. Uh, Adelaide did show resilience late into their defeat, but unfortunately they are going to have to score more and leak less goals as resilience alone does not put food on the table. (laughs) That's usually how you win footy games. Score more points and make them score less. Yeah, well... Well (laughs) said. Some BT analysis for you. Well said, (laughs) Brian. (laughs) Look, the afl.com.au match recap was talking... Oh, actually, was it someone else? Yeah, someone was talking about how how resilient they were and I just thought it was hilarious that we're talking about that and not that they lost. <laughs> One um, thing you will get here at Storm in the Beach is hot facts and quotes <laughs> that you can take to the bank <laughs> from someone that we may or may not have heard from someone rather that we may or may not know. <laughs> you can take it to the bank, but they're worthless. They will not accept them. It's not currency. <laughs> <laughs> Final score... Collingwood 100, Adelaide Crows 58. Ooh. So we move over to to Adelaide. <clears throat> A dominant display in Adelaide. Saw the young Hawks fly high to the top of the ladder. It was Hawthorne's youngest team fielded since 2005, which uh, was Alistair Clarkson's first year as head coach. Buddy Franklin's first year? 2005? True. Mm. Uh, and it delivered Sam Mitchell a second consecutive win at the helm. 
the worry at the start of the season was that too much goal scoring was going to be on the shoulders of Luke Simply the Bruce and Jack What a Gun Ston. Mitch Lewis took all that pre-season speculation of the Hawthorne forward line and showed the country what he could do by kicking five goals and no behinds. Five goals straight. That I dick. (laughs) Hawthorne were running at peak efficiency and showed no mercy by kicking 13 consecutive goals from set shots. Far out. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. The only shining light for Port on the night was Sam Powell Chili Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Sam's going to have a few features in these wrap-ups I think so Uh, His third quarter performance was spicy to say the least He kicked three goals, had four contested possessions and three clearances Although Mitch Lewis did score four goals in the same quarter So Port 56, Hawthorne 120, Hawks by 64 points Goodness gracious Wowee we move on to the Sunday games with North and the Eagles. North. <laughs> <laughs> Resident at, North fan getting excited. At Super Marvel Stadium <clears throat> in a tight battle against a depleted Eagles side that had to field some WAFL players. Some. Nick, mostly WAFL players. <laughs> Nick Suvlaki kicked. <laughs> Good one. Kicked a whopping six goals to guide the Roos to the first monster. victory of the season. <laughs> Willie... Not quite Cyril <laughs> Rioli kicked four goals and had 18 disposals in the fight against North. However, it just wasn't enough to make up for their de- uh, a defense seemingly giving away goals for fun, including a mildly embarrassing effort to make a leaping chess mark from a back pass to Callum. I've had too much Jameson that <laughs> led a contested spillage and push in the back against Larky. The Eagles gave away a small handful of 1v1 push in the backs inside their 50 uh, to gift North some easy shots on goal. 74 to 59 to North by 15. How good. <laughs> Don't get used to it. Where, where do you reckon um, they get these Rioli boys? Is there a training camp up North with just dozens and dozens of Riolis? Uh, it's like the Tiwi Islands or something. Just pumping them out up there. Yeah, just pumping them out. I Athletes. looked at the, I looked at the family tree earlier, and it is it's intense. It's a big one. It's wide. Each yeah. of them just plenty so of branches. Gifted and talented mm-hmm. at AFL. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if this is in poor taste, but much like Here we go, <laughs> likely is. All right, hold your horses. Much like Gallipoli. <laughs> Okay. North lost a lot of good men <laughs> fighting <laughs> a depleted West Coast team. Essentially, quote unquote, winning by two goals over a VFL team. As much as as much of a North fan as I am, it's a little bit disappointing. It's not a great indication of the season. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's an interesting take. I'll let you uh, storm the beach of comparisons to Gallipoli on that one. <laughs> oh, storming up them Turkish beaches. Jesus, Matthew. Um, now, speaking of the Rioli boys, uh, I tried to squeeze in another Rioli joke in this next game, um, but Daniel... Was it Daniel? Yeah, yeah it would be Daniel. Didn't, didn't do much. He didn't do much. So, um, it would have been just talking smack, which we are now. So, not okay. quite Cyril. 
Yep. Rioli. Again, <laughs> we have Rioli at home. <laughs> <laughs> so Richmond were playing the GWS Giants. And the Tigers didn't look too dusty without stars like Dustin Martin, Jack Rewalt, and Dion Prestia, who, after a tight first quarter, started to run away with the game after the first break. Topping the score was Richmond's Noah Bolter Hazy IPA with four goals. (laughs) 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 Tasty beverage. Very good. The defeat won't be the only thing making the Giants feel small as their defensive general, <laughs> Phil Davis, Davis, sorry, mm-hmm. went down with a hamstring injury in the second quarter while chasing down Bolter for a professional free kick. On the bright side, they did do better than their last outing against the Tigers at the G uh, when the Giants were restricted to a measly three goals and got mauled for 89 points by a dominant Richmond in the 2019 grand final. Mm. Yeah, tough trip. They don't do well there, do they? No, no. <laughs> uh, final score, 109-73, to 73, Tigers by 36. Oof. So we swing over to Perth and an aggressive, hard-hitting and low-scoring game in Perth saw St Kilda get their first goal at Optus <laughs> Stadium. Sorry, first victory. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, uh. It just feels wrong to say. Although St. Kilda wasted their chances in front of goal in the first quarter, they fought back from their 14-point deficit and reduced it by two by the end of the half. Shane Warne must have been looking down on his beloved Saints in the second half because they turned it up to another level. Quickly turning their deficit into a lead from a dominant display by forwards, Max did it for the king of spin, and Jack Higgins, who I couldn't think of a joke for, um, who scored four and three goals in the second half respectively. Final score, 55 to 65, Saints by 10. Ooh, far out, grind. What's this uh, note here about double front and bicep goal celebration everyone was popping off? With? Yeah, so everyone seems to be doing that. It doesn't make, like, it, it's, they all got small arms too. It's all the young blokes Can you tiny biceps. Can you describe Ugh. the double? <laughs> Goodness me. Well said. Cut that. <laughs> Can you describe what the double front bicep celebration is? Well, when you picture a Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger up on stage with the with the arms up and such, making um, a muscle each arm, making the peak go larger. Um, but yeah, I want I want classics back like the the come the on cobra, the, the cobra come on. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, pretty good. Um, can't think of anything else. Maybe a <laughs> <laughs> a good old fist pump. Fist pump doesn't go yeah, astray. Yeah, that would be a nice, jump, jump, yeah. like uppercut fist pump, pretty yeah, good. Like a, um, oh, what a feeling. Yep. Hey, mm, yep. Mm. Could get around it. Um, uh, I do like a finger oh. waggle along the boundary at the fans. Yeah. So disrespectful. That's pretty disrespectful. Especially on the opposing side. Mm. I love I love a wiggle at the defense too, though. Just yep. the one like, oh, yeah, you suck. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I would like to see more celebrations in the AFL similar to the NFL. You know how they throw up the arms mm. for the touchdown signal. Why don't we have like, you know, teammates of the guys kick the goal, just stick out the finger guns to signal the goal. Group celebrations, bring them in. The old frag grenade into a group of teammates. Exactly. Situation. Bowling pins. Oh, I love the bowling pins. Pretty good. <laughs> the fish, fish fighter. Haven't seen the fish fighter? No. Someone, you know. Someone, it's a good one. Someone casts a rod. Reels in a fish. Oh, mate, flopping, flopping, flops on the ground. And then he 
Comes in with a few others, scoops them up, someone takes a pick of them. Classic. <laughs> well, you get Classic your World to Cup be celebration. And you, just, you just hop off them up. Exactly. That'd be sick, exactly. Actually. Yeah. Delay of game much, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, they got to fit in the ad somehow. The AFL will probably love it. Everybody wins. Yeah, everyone wins. I'm worried that we're commercializing the AFL. What, you mean like having a 35 minute break mid quarter to fit pump more ads in? Would be over commercialising the AFL. Some may say Buddy's just giving back to the ten million dollar contract that the <laughs> AFL gave him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although oh. you're right, I would like to see you know a post game handstand, perhaps whip out the old Ackermanus in celebration. Oh yeah, yeah, classic. Chuck a backflip in there, maybe a round off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Casual. Why not? True. Couple back handsprings. These are athletes. Yeah. They should be do able to do athletic things. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a rockman do a round off or something. You know, Ooh. like that'd be sick. He would go so high. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Ben McAvoy doing a. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I mean, can I? <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. It'd be like those um Alinta Energy ads with the Australian cricket team where they do all the all the stunts, and it's very clearly not them doing mm. the stunts. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so you're saying we should talk about the cricket. No, you're saying we should have a <laughs> a celebration sub come on, perhaps. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Make it happen. Just like gymnast for each team that comes on does some flips. Yeah. Just so, a, yeah. like, you know, a cheerleading squad for each yeah. team, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it would work because they didn't earn the right to showboat. Mmm. 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 We can work on this. Let's stick to the classics. Yeah. Finger waggle, tongue out. Should we move on to the week ahead? I think so. Currently, the Bulldogs are playing Sydney. Current time, uh, three-quarter time. Bulldogs 51, Sydney 33. Bulldogs 6-15. Six, six goals 15 to five goals three. Sydney should be dead and buried at this point, but they're not. Bulldogs, <laughs> are, just, the Bulldogs are just showing some efficiency in front of goal, really. <laughs> Couldn't hit the side of a barn with a truck. <laughs> Shocker. Now we're distracted watching the footy. So we let's are, bring it back. Uh, back to the week ahead. Predictions and tips for this week. I tip Sydney, unfortunately. I also tip Sydney. Um, um, bit biased. I only tipped him by a slim margin. Tipped him by eight. But I thought off the back of, you know, Buddy having a... I should have thought about it more because that's a classic letdown spot. High emotion game. Mm-hmm. Lots of build up, lots of build up, fall off the other side. Classic yeah. let down on the other side. Yep. I mean, it's still close. To it, is, it is still close. It's only three goals. It should be way more. Buddy Franklin's about to absolutely roost one here. Oh, he actually oh, he's has. flushed it. Back to 12 point margin. <laughs> We're in this, boys. But six goals apiece. <laughs> six goals apiece, exactly. Exactly. Uh, hopefully City's midfield can Killed get it to Buddy this this quarter. That's it. Um, that would really turn around the tips for us here. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't I don't like starting the week on a on a poor tip, but uh, what can you do? It happens. It is what it is. So the next game was Melbourne against Essendon at the G. The Demons should win by a billion. A, a billion and a half, Con- I'd say. Yeah, conservative yeah. a billion at yeah. least. <laughs> <laughs> on the under over for a billion, it's, <laughs> it's pretty consistently over, um, according to sports bet. So, yeah, heavy favourites clearly for good reason. 
Um, you know, Melbourne came off a very strong win against a good Gold Coast side. So credit to them. And coming into... <laughs> well, you laugh, but they were. They did play he, well. He was a little bit too excited when he said good <laughs> Gold Coast side. Did you also like how he kind of just like rushed through it, hoping he wouldn't bring up that he said good Gold Coast side? It was a cheeky side. glance. He's they, just like, whoop. <laughs> they only won by 13. Yeah, no, it, I, 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 I'm in agreement. Relatively close. Um, it was a good they game. They did play well. It was a good game. I think this is one of one of a handful of derbies on the weekend. Yeah, we do have uh, two derbies this weekend, I believe. Um, and not just not just Melbourne ones either, which are every, well, that, every second game, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, come on. It's not a derby, is it? Um, so we got... of Bogans, mostly. <laughs> Yuppie. <laughs> Noof. <laughs> so, hey. so we've got Adelaide against Port Adelaide. The showdown? Yeah. Um, I've tipped Adelaide, actually. Oh. Beautiful. Odds are heavily in Port's favour, but... I tip Port only because, like, they've played so bad, but... You're a big Koshi fan, right? (laughs) 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 Yeah, good one. Uh, But yeah, I have got Port. Really, their personnel should be better. I think Adelaide have some uh, pretty big outs, um, including Rory Sloan. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that that, <laughs> but they do get Rory Laird back, so I don't know. I may consider changing my tip. It could be close. It's a showdown, it but could, it could be one of the games that shows how how in tune I am uh, with the tipping, um, <clears throat> or really just fucking toss me down the well. Way honestly. off, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've yeah. had a couple of those games already. Um, it's like picking uh, Denver without Jokic. You, you just you shouldn't. But you kind of can, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it is an option. It's an option. I don't think you win tipping comps by tipping the favourite every game anyway. You absolutely don't. You do what I do and you try and pick a upset. Yeah. And then that one doesn't come through and some other team gets upset and you end up with three for the round. Did you get three last round? Uh, I think I got four last round. Importantly, we move on to a uh, GWS home game against Gold Coast. Oh, yep. How good. Yeah, the odds are with GWS. They are. Um, I think it'll be close. Obviously, Phil Davis out for the Giants. That's a big out. He'll be out for a number of weeks. Um, But his usual man that he'd mark up on on the Suns in Ben King, key forward, is obviously out anyway. So, you know, six in one hand, half dozen in the other sort of cancels out. Um, I might change... Uh, I don't know. I'm on. I've tipped the sun so far, but I might change. I don't know. It, it's tough. We'll see how they travel. Um, Giants aren't exceptional, but they still have pretty much all their personnel yeah. from where they made a decent run. So they could potentially get up and play good. But yeah, it looks a bit funny looking at eighth versus sixteenth, and the eighth place team is to paint it all's fifty. So a bit weird. It's round three. Chill. It is round yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Mr. Hawthorne up on the top. Oh, we're loving it up it. here. It's so exactly. good. Yeah, but we got <laughs> we got the um, the Weller man coming back, Mr. Lockie. Yeah, yeah. Bring us sugar and tea and rum uh, down to Giant Stadium, and hopefully we'll get a win. Yeah, because like watching GWS's last game against Richmond, they were just average, not good, and and Richmond had so many outs. A weird stat was that. Uh, Richmond only had one player in the top nine players for disposals for that game. And they still beat them by that much. Wow. And I'd say 
That's really Richmond's injured midfield currently is probably significantly worse than Gold Coast. Gold Coast has quite a good midfield, young and experienced guys, and I reckon they might be able to compete pretty hard and tear them up. But clearly, you know, Richmond beat them a different way. Obviously, not mm. through the midfield. Yeah, don't know. Maybe they rebounded. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Yeah, which was Collingwood Geelong. Yep, I've gone Collingwood, but is Big Cox still out? Uh, I feel like he might be back. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what he did to himself. Uh, looks like he might still be out. He's neither out nor in. According to the AFL app, he's shaking all about. <laughs> God damn it! Tipper's nightmare. Yeah, put your big cocks in. Put your big cocks out. <laughs> I'm waiting till you get to the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think Collingwood still edge out the the aging Geelong. To be honest, yeah, I think so. Old. Right, I think I think I might change my tip there. You know. But I'm now looking at the odds, and I'm I'm thinking that it's weird, isn't it? I've tipped about four upsets already. Put five bucks on it. Make it a multi. <laughs> it could hit. I don't have five bucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a thousand bucks. Put one buck on it. Make it a multi. You turn your one into you know twenty, probably. That's like four stunner deals. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I've gone Geelong, but yeah, okay. I might switch. The odds don't make sense. That bookies know something we don't know. Perhaps. They usually do. Perhaps. My gambling brain takes over with my tipping and I get all get my wires crossed and get all confused. <laughs> I go, Oh, look at that spread, I could take that. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, that's not how they win games, that's not how tipping works. Uh, but I won, but I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> At what cost? At what cost? At what cost? So, I may switch to Collingwood. I could be convinced either way. I think it'll be close, to be perfectly honest. But that being said, Collingwood are coming off a big win against Adelaide, who are not good. No, they're not. Um, what, are you, what are you laughing at? I've just noticed the, the on the ESPN tipping app, the points bet ad at the bottom of my page here is mm-hmm. live updating with what, what games I pick. Oh yeah, and so speaking of multis, oh yeah, it'll um, spit the teams the I've yep. picked, uh, multi odds seventy four. If I stake ten bucks, I'd be making seven hundred and forty eight dollars. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's as good as time as any to get into gambling when um, It'd be silly not to <laughs> with takes such as these. Can't afford not to. <laughs> now, even okay, one dollar. A game to put the house on is probably the next game, which is Brisbane at home against North. Brisbane Lions <laughs> at the Gabatoir. Oh. At the Gabatoire. Should have saved that for next week's wrap-up. Yeah, yeah. Because it's actually... It was in last week's. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I was probably too busy laughing at the probably, other ones. Probably, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, good save. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, at the Gabatoire against the Kangaroos. Uh, if if Brisbane can kick goals and not behinds, Kangaroos could be in trouble. Kangaroos are going home as mints. Um, the I'll, odds are $1.08 to $8. I'll take that. All right. I <laughs> get your phone out right now. I thought chuck ten on it. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't take them head to head. No, God no. But the line could be worth something there. What's, if, what's the line? So it's basically the the handicap that the bookies say will give the Lions, for example, uh, minus 
basically it's where the points would be if it was an even match. So the oh, Lions okay. are negative 43 and a half <laughs> points. They do half to round so it doesn't tie sort of thing. So there's always a winner or loser. Negative so, 43 handicap. Yes. So North Melbourne plus 43 and a half to win would be $1.90. So they set the line at like the even point sort of thing, what they think would be even for each team. Yeah, so you could take the line. That, that's a massive line for AFL. <laughs> it's humongous. It's, it's big. But, but again, that being said, I had Brisbane to beat Essendon last week, 40 plus. Didn't happen. They covered They covered spread of 15 or whatever it was. But I reckon they should have beat them by 40 plus. So they might just turn it on. And they kicked accurate too, 15-7. So who knows? Well, we... I'd say it's pretty safe to... Uh, for the tipsters out there, just to pick Brisbane straight away. I think so. Yeah. You'd, you'd the gambling s- men, of course, will pick different. But you'd be silly not to. Yeah, you got way too much to think about. There are three percent of people on the ESPN tipping app that have picked North. Um, One of our key defenders, Thomas, is Darren Thomas, possibly out for the season. Yeesh, with broken and/or fractured ribs. Yeah, no good. That's uh, that's a painful injury. That'll keep yeah. you out for a while. <laughs> that one hurts to exist in. You really don't <laughs> want to get tackled. No. When it hurts to breathe. You probably so. don't want to uh, run excessively, no. uh, jump Ooh, too much, no. uh, let alone, yeah, get tackled. the obvious one. I reckon kicking a footy is probably pretty painful too. Handball for sure, right? There's little, a lot of body of cross body action there. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think um, <clears throat> if Noble uh, launches Polek... Into the sun and brings up a VLF boy that's hungry. VLF. <laughs> you know, goodness me. You know what I mean. What does that man? mean? Very, very lucky footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Good save, dude. As oh all professional days. footballers are. Very lucky and very talented. Very lucky, yeah. No, but. Um, so sacrifice Polek, you say? Oh, absolutely. Blood sacrifice in the middle <laughs> of the field. <laughs> It can only bring good fortune. All right, and action. <laughs> so, hey guys, welcome to Storming the Beach podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for coming back from our brief uh, dog intermission. There was a strange man out the front. Allegedly. <laughs> According to the dogs. He had some sort of holy book in his possession, I think. The Lord's work <laughs> must be done. It must be. It's currently 8.38 on a, on a Thursday. Hey, the pe- Lord doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> <People are home. laughs> There's footy on. People are away. Exactly. Um, no, I think we were done with Matt's hot takes on no, the no, North no. Melbourne we anyway. Were, we, we were just beginning. I think he was getting on to uh, making a sacrifice of Jared Pollock on top of Marvel Stadium, perhaps. Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> what he was talking that, about. Yeah, that would yeah. be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, let's steer away from that. You know, so, so realistically... It's going to sacrificing people, perhaps. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be on home soil for the Lions, quite a dominant team. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I don't know what what hot take is about to fly out, but I just know it's going to be spicy. <laughs> I said home soil, but technically they're all Australian teams. So, but North do play out of Tasmania at times. They do. Playing at the Gabba doesn't help them. Then <laughs> <laughs> the point is, if Brisbane can kick nothing but behinds and Savlaki kicks 27 goals, I think North might have a chance. Yeah, look, it's going to take a lot of behinds to beat 27 <laughs> goals straight. <laughs> so, it's an interesting plan. Um, we'll see if he gets 27 touches. 
Lions don't have a poor midfield. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't think they have any weaknesses. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it is true. North do have a non-zero chance of winning the game. It is so, a non-zero chance. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> they take win. that to the bank. Take it to the bank. Put your house on it. You could Bet responsibly house <laughs> responsibly house a dollar and eight cents on the lines. Oh, I was talking north. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it could go either way is what we're trying to say yeah, after that yeah. whole thing. Clearly a toss-up. Uh, responsibly house an investment property on North Melbourne. All of your dwellings. <laughs> <laughs> we all have multiple dwellings, right? <laughs> If you can't afford to rent, just buy a house. It's Simple. Not... <laughs> Scott Morrison, 2022. Just dwell. Um, <laughs> you can't get 20% of $700,000 for a two-bedroom apartment in the city? Live no. In your car. <laughs> Live in your... Get a van, dude. Everyone's doing it. Sleep at the office. That'll learn them. Does your <laughs> office have a shower? Uh, you have to get a better job if they don't. <laughs> Negotiate. Just get a better job. <laughs> <laughs> Make more money. Simple. It's not Simple. hard. Simple, really. Oh, just kick more goals, dude. Um, is what we're asking of um, Sydney right now. But yeah, look, it's not looking good. Moving on, we have a lunchtime clash at the Melbourne Cricket Ground between the uh, Hawthorne Hawks and the Carlton Blues. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne, Hawthorne to win this. Mm. It could be could be good. Uh, begrudgingly, I've put my tip on Carlton. I want them just to be knocked off their perch of you know two wins, blah blah. Well done, you've won two games and you've sucked for a decade. <laughs> Get off your high horse. I want someone to beat them so bad, but I just don't know if it's going to be Hawthorne. Thoughts? So I mean, if Hawthorne played like they did last week. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Well, I I don't see the see it blowing out as much as the last week's game. Yes. Is, given that um, Port suck, um, <laughs> had all their best players out. All of them. And Carlton have pretty much all their best players in. Yep. But uh, importantly, uh, Mitch Lewis showed that he really can get some stuff done. The way he was running around the forward fifty, leading into space, the midfield was expecting him to be in that space. Um, you could see the pass happen before it did, and they made it happen every time. It was beautiful. I mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it could be a, this could be one to watch. And the midfield is loaded. Yeah, you, you talk smack, but you got. Um, I always Mitch up. I always mix up which Mitchell is the coach and which Mitchell is on the on the field. Sam Mitchell is the coach. Yeah, thank you. Was previously on the field though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. De- yeah. 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 I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so you've got you got um, safely we have Mitchell in the midfield. Um, <laughs> Tom Mitchell, Tom Mitchell, ball magnet, Tom God, Mitchell. Yeah, I Sydney mean Swans he gets product. Tom Mitchell gets big numbers. He but, does. Um, <laughs> he's he's that Gary Abbott on the Sun sort of ball gatherer. Warple, Warple's great. Warple's pretty good. Chaddington, Wingardium, Levio, Saar. Um, <laughs> I believe is back after coming off halfway through last week's game. There's too much going on. Um, yeah, no, I just had like a lot of Hawthorne jokes from last week's game that I didn't get to use, and I'm clearly not keeping them for next week. So, um, 
Uh, and the defense, not bad. Like top in um, interceptions, a couple of the fellas. I think it was Mister Jacking Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. One of the one of the best defensive Pretty interceptors tall. of the ball. He's like the current day as well. Um, Dustin Fletcher, Frost. Oh, yeah. Same build and everything. He's great. Beanpole. Um, also, I love McAvoy. He's just he's just a, he just looks like a kind man. Um, <laughs> I could keep listing players, but. I, I I'm reasonably confident, um, given that we're top of the league. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think reasonable confidence is is fair in yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. Both um, teams have a fair fair shake of getting a win. Uh, I think it'll be one to watch. I think it should, should be very close. It should be, be a good game. Really cool game to watch. Yeah. Carlton yep. have two debuts as well, actually. Oh, interesting. So we'll see how that goes. Keeping on. Although that. we have one debut on as well, so whatever. Whatever. This. St Kilda Richmond game, I couldn't pick for the life of me. For like I, fifteen the, minutes, I looked at it. The bookies can't either. The bookies can't because uh, St Kilda perennial chokers mm. pick them, they lose. Don't pick them, they win. Uh, on the shit list. On the shit list. Uh, another addition to the shit list this week, on top of their previous listing on the shit list. Mm. They on it last week. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Apologies. Well, they're on last week. They're on last week yeah. from last season. As um, all uh, returning fans will know, clearly. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Especially our um, North Macedonian boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, up the North. Oh, I've, I've got some content on them. We'll, go, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Wrap. Stick around, North Stick Macedonian Stick around for fans. the football. <laughs> we'll get to you. <laughs> We're just getting started. But yeah, I, I forgot who I even tipped. I tipped in Richmond. Um, but I'm going to... Oh, yeah. I'll probably like keep coming back to this game as it gets closer. Yeah, um, this is going to be one I might switch. See, I went St. Kilda. You know what I'm going to do this season, like I did last season, mm. is tip and tip against St. Kilda, you know, each and every week, and they're just going to... That one. That game's just going to lose for me like every time. This every single one. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Lost last week. I'm going to pick them this week. They're going to lose. Blah, 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 over and over and over. Surely just stay consistent on the picks. Yeah, look. No, because not then, like, then they'll just lose every game. Because like, I wouldn't tip them against Brisbane. No. Exactly. They won't yeah. lose. They won't win or lose every game. Yeah. Um, tip the draw, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like, I think it's hard to tip um, Richmond. Without That's Dusty as well, though. Um, it is, actually. Hence why I didn't really want to pick them, because yeah. their team is sort of decimated, um, even though they got that big win last week. Yeah, even though they do have Rioli at home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be... It's going to take a few weeks, like every season, to sort of shake out what wins actually mean something in the first few rounds and what are just you yeah, know, no garbage, doubt. those teams. Mm, yeah. We get that... You know, sieving of the good teams at the top and then the shit falls at the bottom, basically. <laughs> um, so that'll probably happen for another two rounds, I think. Uh, Buddy Franklin leading into the pocket takes a great mark to line up. Uh, Sydney 54, Western Bulldogs 65, four minutes to go. Eight goals apiece. Eight goals apiece. Uh, 11 points the difference. 11 points the difference. From behinds, sorry. I All should, behinds. I say, yeah. Just go for it, buds. On his wrong side here. Uh, he doesn't really care very often, though, does he? Yeah, I don't know. He's not a big, um, he's not a big check side or banana boy. 
He's yeah, a, but he makes the ball move. He does make the ball. He's got a bit of flight, a bit he's, of drift. He's had 18... 18 dis- oh, oh, he's hung it is. wide. That's gone straight over the behind post. That's out in the full. Not he's not too happy it. about it. No. Well, far out. He got smoked. Um, <laughs> Getting distracted again. We shouldn't have the TV on. We're, we should. We're horrible at this. Especially my team. Um, but yeah. I, I think I think we can safely move on to the, the Eagles-Dockers game because we can just go back and forth on the, on the Richmond game for a while. Look, that's going to be tough. I'm... Teams come out for this game. Teams are announced on Saturday afternoon or Saturday late afternoon here, 2.30 Saturday Perth time. Okay. Um, just because of the whole COVID situation for Eagles and I think Dockers probably have some COVID going on too, plus a number of injuries. It's going to be interesting to see who comes back, who's out. Uh, really going to sway my picks on that. So I'm going to... I think I've picked... I um, I've picked Dockers... Uh, no, I picked uh, West Coast. I might have picked West Coast uh, out of spite of Dockers losing last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they should still be better. If they have all their guys back that they lost last week, they should be the better team. Uh, but that's when I'll be reviewing Saturday evening once yeah, the teams are based announced. On, based on the COVID situation. Yep, exactly. Um, did you want to touch on football before we move on to the NBA talk? Yes, um, I really did. I'm Shout just out our rip, North rip Macedonian boys. Absolute scenes. Unreal stuff from North Macedonia. Yeah, unreal stuff to knock out Italy. Um, and then Bonucci had a whinge um, that they could get knocked out after losing one game where other teams had lost five. But like, yeah, just get over yourself. Um, you lost to North Macedonia. Fact. Yep, exactly. Um, Sent them crying <coughs> home to their parents. I think he's just live. mad because he's quite old. Chiellini is still roaming the streets. Chiellini didn't complain. Bashing people at random. <laughs> he knows He knows what's up. You see the scenes in Nigeria? No. no. I think it was first time in uh, four World Cups, maybe, that they didn't qualify. Of Nigeria. Oh, shit. It looked like LA in their stadium. There was riots going on. They were ripping stuff out, throwing <laughs> it on the pitch. <laughs> they were going off. Not happy, the old Nigerian fans. Oh, boy. Shout out our Niger boys. I suppose they don't have a whole lot to cheer for. No, exactly. I, when I think of... I'd have to say that soccer's the Nigerian national sport. It would have to be. I think it is for the majority of um, Africa, African to be nations, honest. Yeah. Um, and Europe. Yeah, it yeah. would have to be. Um, you know, don't see them, you know, very prominently in the Gaelic Football League or anything like that. So, I, I would assume it's soccer is their main They're one. not in the AFL. They're not in the AFL, <laughs> correct. Um there is no Nigerian team in the AFL. Which is weird because there's a Kiwi team in the NRL, so why can't we have a Nigerian team in the AFL? Yeah. True. And there is... Um, They'd be pretty good at it, you would imagine. There's a Canadian team in the National Basketball Association. I don't get that. There's m- multiple Canadian that. teams in the National Hockey League. Well, that Ugh. makes more sense given that it's like Canada's sport. Yeah. But should it not be the it North be American the- Hockey League? By National Hockey League or something. (laughs) (laughs) By National. But also, we don't like Canada, I'm sorry. But yeah, so there's been some absolute scenes with the World Cup qualifiers so far. Yeah. Take us on a journey. Are we knocked out yet? Uh, We can't get automatically qualified yet. I think we play UAE in like June or something. Something ridiculous. Um, But yeah, we lost to Japan. 
last Thursday. Right at the death. It probably yeah. should have been, I don't know, 6-0, I think. Yeah, I think Minamino put like 12 against the bar yeah. or something. Not <laughs> yep. really 12, I'm just, you know, hyperbole and such. But I mean, FIFA is kind of rigged, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was a magnet in the ball taking it straight into the bar. <laughs> Most corrupt organisation on the planet after the Catholic Church. Uh, you're... F- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. They're playing... I think the country of Qatar has to be up there somewhere. But- oh, absolutely. Qatar... Well, you know, FIFA's in Qatar's pocket big time. Like, yep. Oh, we'll have these fancy pants air-conditioned stadiums. Oh, wait, we couldn't do it with our slave labor, so you'll just have to play at night when it's cooler than 35 degrees. Unlucky you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's all our oil money. <laughs> How good are fossil fuels, am I right? <laughs> They're pretty good. But so, yeah, this journey, <laughs> this journey, right? So, the group was North Macedonia, Turkey, Portugal, and Italy. Um, and any football fan would probably have picked Portugal, Italy. Yeah, you, um, you ride off North Macedonia straight away. Not even a look in. Yeah. But... The average fan. <laughs> North Macedonia knocked out Italy. Go figure. Love to see it. In injury time, in like the 94th minute or something mm-hmm. stupid. Yep. Um, and then all the Italians cried... Um, Drop their hands in disgust <laughs> The Italian hands, everyone is familiar We don't need to be a video podcast For anyone to understand what we just did with our hands <laughs> <laughs> um, And well, Portugal beat Turkey And so it was Portugal versus North Macedonia And North Macedonia unfortunately did not Just couldn't do it You're joking Yeah It's a bit of a shame yeah, It's it would have been sick to not see Cristiano. Yeah, did Pinado score? I don't think he did. I think he assisted. Uh-huh. I think... What? Uh, yeah, Bruno Fernandes scored two. Did, did someone get between him and the goal? It ricocheted off another player and went in. That wasn't in the Optus Sport highlights, <laughs> but I can say it happened if you want it to. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, Bruno Fernandes with, with two goals, um, which um, is the official pronunciation. Um, okay. Hmm. Allegedly, according mm-hmm. to a FIFA YouTuber, I will follow that is Portuguese. So, yep. And then there was friendlies. There was big games like Netherlands against Germany and that kind of thing. But they're friendlies, so we probably shouldn't look at them too much, I guess. But that's count. Premier League's back this week. Mm-hmm. Liverpool against Watford. If, we, if we lose, I'll cry. But like realistically, we shouldn't lose. I have a future on uh, Liverpool to win Champions League. Oh yeah, that's a choice. That's a good choice. Mm, Three fifty. Um, but I won't cover all of the games this week. But I'm very excited. Liverpool playing on my birthday at a decent time for an Australian game. Um, the broadcast starts at nine thirty p.m. on Optus Sport. That's a good one. So if that's the, the, best. the boardwalk tab doesn't have it on the screen, I'll be crying. Do you they know should. what the best thing is about that? I've got it on my phone anyway. That and it. F- those time games just flow on perfectly from footy. You can oh, go yeah. from like... Because they're usually like, you know, Saturday, aren't they? Those those games, Saturday night? Or are they Friday night one? A Liverpool game? Yeah, yeah, Saturday night, 9.30. So, start your footy at 12 o'clock. Arvo games. Night games. Liverpool game. Absolute fiend. Unreal. <laughs> That's a dangerous afternoon. Park yourself on the couch. Get your snacks. Start get it. your drinks. Bring the esky in. Bring the bar fridge in. You're not moving. 
Bring the bucket. No one can ask me to do anything else. It's my birthday. Exactly. Get over it. Bring um, the Gatorade bottle to slash in. Got a nice wipe, wide mouth closed. on it. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't need a wide mouth either. Suit yourself. On that on that bombshell. Um, I think we can move on to the NBA. NBA. I think. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy. Have a look that. at the I'm current uh, standings or rankings, if you will. Yeah, let's have a look. The Pelicans have taken the ninth seed. Beautiful. Interesting. The what? The Pelicans. New Orleans. Oh, you're talking basketball. We're yes, talking the National Biscuit Association rankings. Oh. Oh, I see, I see. Got the, got the old uh, ranking list here that's been freshly updated by the Biscuit Association. Very disappointed and angry and confused. <laughs> You've been had. Um, <laughs> I think Tim Tams and Mint Slice on top. Pretty good. I, I'm I'm happy just with to, that rating. Just to clarify for people that what um, is don't regularly follow the National Biscuit Association, um, it's run by Arnott's. Uh, and this particular division we're talking about today is its sweet biscuits. Yes. Um, Arnott's Sweet Biscuit rankings. Arnott's Sweet Biscuit. The Arnott's Sweet Biscuit conference, if you will. I want to talk about basketball. <laughs> That's on the schedule next. Um, if only you had the outline in front of you. Uh, if you had a laptop with an agenda on it, you might have seen, you know, <laughs> NBA in brackets, National Biscuit Association. <laughs> and, the, and the logo of someone jumping up about to eat a biscuit. Red and blue, you know, the standard colours. <laughs> Instead, he has two blokes sitting in front of him with a biscuit agenda. <laughs> um, and yeah, so topping topping the conference. Sorry, um, as you as you alluded to before, is indeed Tim Tams and Mint Slice, um, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone. To be completely honest, no, no, no. That's a, that's a gimme mm. at the top. What does surprise me though is that this year the chocolate scotch finger has snuck into the S tier um, and left the regular Scotch Finger in B tier. All the way d- Which is outrageous. That is that is an egregious ranking, yep. if ever I've seen one. Um, the fact that you can have uh, one type of Scotch Finger and not the other type of Scotch Finger, I think this might be woke culture that's done this. Oh, absolutely. So. The, the chocolate Scotch Finger has been rated S tier. Whilst the regular Joe Scotch Finger is B tier. That's it. It's a cheap gimmick. Much yeah. like... Uh, <laughs> this is not ranking them based on their merits. Not at all. Um, just to clarify for the viewers at home who don't have this in front of them, um, the Tim Tams and Mint Slice were triple S tier um, in a league of their own, um, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what also is complete garbage is the TikTok... And hundreds and thousands ice biscuits. Garbage. So, yeah, absolute <laughs> dog hell, shit. How are they in B? They're in the same tier as a regular Scotch Finger, which is bullshit. Um, Put them in F for fuck off, as it says <laughs> down there. Um, yeah. They can go in the bin. They're bad biscuits and they're worse icing. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's an ice cold take. And so, <laughs> It is... Oh, there's there's no arguing against that. Um, if you happen to run into us after listening to this podcast, 
and you have an argument for those biscuits, I'd love to love hear to hear it. it. I got I got all day to hear about <laughs> yeah. how those are good. I'm curious as to because I bet I won't get more than thirty seconds out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have to come back to that. We've been distracted by the TV. Seven mate has um, Mark They're... McGowan as fullback for West Coast. Tom Brady for halfback. Elon Musk on the wing. I don't know how I feel about Snoop Dogg in half forward. I feel like he should take. Uh, Josh Kennedy's spot or Matt Preston's or Matt Preston actually Why is big Matt Preston, Preston Jesus we've right. got the Dalai Lama in half forward as well what by the way Maybe wait I, I didn't see the Dalai Lama yeah he was on the wow. other wing Kimmy Kimmy Hoon was in he's there he's not going to be making tackles no not at all Dalai Lama not, not at all not a, not a violent man he's working one way he's not working in defence no forward pressure I have a um, a very very quick question in relation to this tier list can I just point out this tier list has actually done that uh, the wokeness is there twice so there's a chocolate scotch finger, which we've alluded to already. Yep. There's also the chocolate teddy bear. Both plain counterparts are in B. This is an absolute stitch up. It's a travesty. So one. I think I actually agree in regards to the chocolate teddy bear and the teddy bear because I would purchase I don't think it's S tier. I think it would I think there just needs to be a one tier gap between them and the chocolate is above. I think chocolate the chocolate teddy bear is A tier. I buy the I'll teddy bears that. to eat as biscuits without dunk action. Okay. Scotch finger Fair. is the opposite. I am yes. Scotch finger belongs in a cup of tea. Yeah. They if it's anywhere else, it's out of place. Oh, coffee as well. Oh, coffee. Yeah, of course. Hot beverage. Hot beverage. Um, Warm liquids. Yep. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree. I, I would happily drop chocolate teddy bear down to... A And just leave the regular teddy bear Exactly It's fine But Scotch finger is the biggest upset here Except for whatever the hell a A Giety Yeah No I don't know G-A-I-E-T-Y I I didn't know that was a thing they sold I've never seen that before in my life I also haven't seen that before Allegedly as good as TV snacks Um, (laughs) (laughs) Look How TV snacks snuck up into A tier is beyond me Wait, really? I also don't like the fact that Wagon Wheel is up in S. No, I don't. I don't. First agree of all, either. they're significantly smaller than they used to be. Oh, I've gotten larger as a human, but they've gotten smaller as well. No, I think absolutely. They have. It's not just perspective, and they're not as good as they used to be. Nowhere near. Change the ingredients. Yep. Um, what no one will be surprised with though is the most consistent player in the conference, Tiny Teddies. They've yes. been A tier. Sorry, S tier. Jeez, Lord. They've been S tier for what? Forever. 20 years? Forever. They're not dropping. The fact that chocolate teddy bear is in there with tiny teddies, ridiculous. They're not on the same level. No, completely Stick not. them down to A, that's fine. Tiny teddies is up there. They're not Tim Tam worthy, but they're the next best thing. Yep. It's just that... I don't know what it is when you minify things, make them smaller. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Shrink, if you will. <laughs> um, I really wanted to cover the other conference, the Savory Conference this week, Ooh, but I think we're going to have to do that next week. I think we'll have to do that next week. Because we're running out of time for this segment. Yep. Um, I think the Monte Carlo should have been rated higher. Yep, absolutely. I'm a big Monte Carlo advocate. Got some in the pantry yes, right sir. now. Oh, do you? Hold yep. on. Yep. Go get them. Uh, Keelan will be right back They're about halfway up You'll see the biscuit shelf On the left hand side They're tucked in the corner 
Um, so this is going to be some great radio when he tucks into these Monte Carlos in a... <laughs> this is... <laughs> Audio files worst nightmare. <laughs> they've upgraded their packaging recently. It's difficult to, to get them open. Um, has anyone had a Monty before? No. I also haven't. And the fact that it's B... Is I it don't know. the biscuit without the Carlo? I guess so, but it's chocolate by the looks. Oh. And a single biscuit. Um, it's not even python shaped. No, <laughs> it's not even python shaped. Oh, absolutely. Shocking. Have one of your own biscuits? Yes, I will have one of my own biscuits. Thank you for offering. I'll leave that there for a second Cheers, while boys. YouTube might. I just spoke into the biscuit. So, yep. Um, There's some bad takes in here. Monte Carlo needs to be much higher. Uh, Kingston, poor man's Monte Carlo. It can stay in C or even drop lower. They're the same price. That's a good biscuit, the Monte Carlo. <laughs> As confirmed by mm. all of us right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Look, we're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Tugging each other. Ooh. I'm f- I'm fucking bloody outraged. <laughs> Go off. Go I'm off while I eat my Monte Carlo. I'm bloody outraged by the chocolate scotch finger. It's it, bullshit, right? It's just an absolute disgrace. Also, nice isn't a fuck-off biscuit. It's in F tier, right? Yeah. Right. Possibly even D tier. No, come on. That's like C tier, right? You get the assorted biscuits without the without the iced ones, like the Scotch Finger and the chocolate and the Anzac and whatever. Anzac's not even on here, dude. What the hell? That's a big miss. That's a huge miss. Anzac's S tier. If we're talking Arnott's Anzac, it's S tier. Um, it was a homemade Anzac to be triple S. But yes, sorry, absolutely. Nice is like a C tier biscuit, dude. It's like the second biscuit I go to in the in the assorted one. Are uh, the nice one? Uh, nice biscuits. They're the rectangle ones with the squiggly edges, and they're covered in sugar. That's it. Yes, yes. They're a good biscuit. Milk they're arrowroot is above. The they're nice, a dunker dude. and a non-dunker. Yep, they're versatile. Milk arrowroot, loved by old people. First of all, they've and got a dogs huge following. A lovely dog treat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're all good. They got a huge following. The milk arrowroot. <laughs> they do. Um, Big fan base, absolute sellouts. They're one of the one of the classics, one of the original teams. I think the Milk Arrowroot. Um, Before huge, the league huge. was what what it is today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Before the expansion, yeah. <laughs> huge membership group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I'd throw them way up there too. Where's a Malto Milk? What is that? All right, but before we get sidetracked on these biscuits, on. can we um, let's cover the actual NBA really quick? Um, before this gets away from us, because that, that's honestly the most hated I've felt all evening. Yep. Um, <laughs> Matt, you go. Go for the NBA while I eat this biscuit. Oh, gladly. Now, uh, in the Western Conference Finals... Oh, I fucked it up already. Rip. I've got the Eastern Conference Finals open on the iPad, Matt, if you want to use them. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense what I'm saying. Now, oh, yeah, where do we start? Um, you want. Bucks Philly. That was a big game to watch. Everybody loves Giannis. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute beast. Like from Shaquille O'Neal himself, when LeBron retires and the sort of current older era of greats leaves, Giannis is going to be saying, "Look at me here in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, however they say it over there." Milwaukee. That's it. 
Giannis is going to be the face of the NBA. He's a seven-foot giant that can dribble, play defense, and now hit the three ball. And uh, he will just impose his will on you. There's he's, no stopping him. He's pretty much unstoppable. I saw him the other day catch a fast break pass. I don't know. He caught it on halfway, took a dribble, and laid it up. Took one dribble and dribble from halfway and laid it up. How do you stop him? You can't. You can't. It's like a runaway freight train. Can't stop him. If he's going to be the face, maybe. But I think as far as marketability goes, he may have peaked too early while LeBron Mm. is still around and someone else will peak in a couple years' time when Bronny Jr. comes in, LeBron plays his last season, and then it's goodbye. Someone will be on top. I don't know if, if it'll be him. Yeah. In a couple of years' time. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Because he's not as agile as some of the other bigs, like, you know, your Kevin Durant or something like that. He doesn't move the same. He's no, not as quick. That's true. But at for this season... Bigs are ruling it without being quick. Like the actual real deal centers are ruling the league. So I don't know. But I think we might get, you know, a Jar Morant type perhaps. Face of the league. Yeah. Very athletic. Mm. Very agile. Yep. You don't want to think about it, but Jar's been pretty injured this season. And unfortunately, it could be a sign of heading down the path that. Many great athletic point guards have headed down. Derek Rose. Yeah. Let's hope it's not another Derek Rose case. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you like you got to hope that like sports science is like coming along as well, right? Like in yeah. theory, as as the the blokes are getting more athletic, the guys behind the scenes are doing a better oh, for job sure. of like keeping them on the court, you know. So and, and they definitely are. More players spending money on recovery and the like, etc. Following LeBron's sort of pathway that he's put down, you know, clearly what he does spending a million dollars on himself every year works. I mean, his longevity would be in the top three words I would use to describe him. Yep, um, all three longevity. You butchered that so hard. It's going on the list, surely, for Butcher of the Week next week. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I want want my name out of the spotlight on the Butcher situation. Guess what? We can all submit a Butcher of the Week, so you can do each other if you'd like. That's Yeah, we can. (laughs) Gladly. Pause. Been waiting for this. Got to sign a video podcast. (laughs) Real shame. Goodness me. Um, no, anyone... you're, you're absolutely right about that, though, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I believe Jar, uh, one of the first trainings he does on a daily basis is taking falls onto a gym mat, so mm. in sort of a safe environment, but just learning how to fall and sort of, I suppose, training himself as best he can to adapt or figure out a way how to land... You know, the nature of the sport in the NBA. Yep. Uh, he's a big guy that jumps so high. All it takes is getting hit or roughed up. And um, yeah, but like, that's certainly something that didn't exist even just maybe five years ago. Mm, exactly, exactly. Uh, Pelicans, Matt, in the West. Big story. Ooh. Jumping the Lakers. Very exciting. 
very exciting. New Orleans fans were gifted this reinvented, reinvigorized, beautiful new franchise, sort of. Um, and mean? who better to lead it than Anthony Davis? But he just, I don't know, had a good first year and then... Got injured. He's still around. Yeah. Anyway, don't want to dwell on him. He moved on. And then Zion Williamson, just again, gifted, just a generational talent who unfortunately has missed more games than he's played at this point. Mm-hmm. And the Pelicans start out this season with Willie Green as his debut season of head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ingram was looking pretty sharp. Very young team. And as you would expect, or to no surprise really, they start out the season 0-12 and 12 and just looked so grim for New Orleans. Empty stands, uh, and not <laughs> not just because of COVID. And uh, now here they are, ninth in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. overtaking the Lakers, LeBron's Lakers. Who could be in some serious trouble. I think the Pelicans have done well with what they got for Anthony Davis have started putting the pieces together and traded a couple of them for some better players bit of a swap with Portland but you know I guess it helps when you turn one player into four and some picks oh for sure in regards to rebuilding so credit to them though they've turned things around Lakers are looking grim uh San Antonio Needs to keep losing games so the Lakers stay in the play-in <laughs> at this point because LeBron's out injured at the moment. And Pop does not like to lose games. He does not. He does not. So he'll be breathing down the Lakers' neck for the rest of the season. DeJounte's had two 33-point games, I believe, mm-hmm. in the past week. Yep, exactly. Uh, career and best. I think one of them was probably a triple-double from memory. <sighs> he loves to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spurs only half a game behind. LeBron out. Mm. Do they miss playoffs? What's worse, missing playoffs or making the playoffs and getting knocked out in the first round by the Suns? It's hard to say. Mm. I think LeBron's going to turn it up, though. I think he will, but it just depends on when he gets back, I guess. Yeah. His ankle was almost sideways. It was almost all the way over when yeah, he rolled it. that would have hurt. So, I think it's yeah. fine, though. I, th- I think it probably flared up, but mm. nothing to be too concerned about. Yeah. But, like, my ankle went sideways. <laughs> um, we played D grade uh, comparable basketball, North Gold Coast basketball, and uh, I bought curries and they're too grippy. Um, so I tripped over myself, my ankle went sideways, and I played the next week and then rolled my ankle again. Um, and then strapped my ankle harder the week after and played again. So realistically, LeBron should be back soon. Yeah, he um, should be back, and I think he will need to be back. You would imagine he needs so. to be back, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Don't buy curries. They're too grippy. It's they're too good. <laughs> <laughs> you end up with really embarrassing game footage of yourself falling over yourself. So, jeez, I'm just looking at the schedules for both teams in there. Come up to the end of the season, Lakers schedule. Lakers and San Antonio. Yeah. Um. So Lakers have. Mm-hmm. The Jazz, Pelicans, Nuggets, the Suns, Warriors, Thunder, and Nuggets again. Oh lord! <laughs> so pretty, pretty rough. Um, they're going to have to be at their best to beat most of those teams. 
except for the thunder rip my guys um they should walk over them but who knows <laughs> uh and then the spurs have the trailblazers twice in two days uh the nuggets they just do the old actually it's a it's a home and home by the looks um nuggets timberwolves warriors mavericks so also that is the sound of matt tucking into another monte carlo seal of approval from the big man um <laughs> two very from good. Two here. so yeah look i think uh i mean the trailblazers suck so spurs might have the role <laughs> here of easier games just based on those two games alone um and may overtake the lakers for that last plane spot it's pretty delicious to watch just a quote-unquote super team fall to pieces <laughs> i thought you were talking about the biscuit for a second dude. <laughs> that too yeah it's pretty delicious that um too. no it's it's absolutely great because I mean, maybe for the past decade or so um super teams have been the big warrior of the league like goodbye superstars hello getting the three best players in an entire league or conference and putting them all together on one team. Mm -hmm. And the Lakers just quantified that, perhaps if that's the right word, by getting basically every superstar the league has to offer over the age of 33 years old mm -hmm. and putting them onto one team. And it's just been terrible for them. I think the biggest problem that they've sort of produced in front of our eyes that we haven't seen from another super team is trading for a guy who's extremely injury prone every super team gets some sort of injury in the playoffs <laughs> not in the regular season in the playoffs and it's just pretty much the playoffs and the finals are determined by who is less banged up at the end of it more or yeah. less who's played less games true um but the lakers traded away all their future prospects for one guy who hadn't ever played more than half a season in his career up to that point. Uh, Alex Caruso, the absolute glue of the Bulls, who mm -hmm. are now second in the Eastern Conference? Uh, they're fifth currently, but that's because the East is so close. I think I'm thinking my... Yeah, but yeah. And uh, Brandon Ingram, the face and leading point scorer uh, around up until CJ McCollum came for the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, <laughs> that's just two. Just a list of few. Exactly, exactly. So, look, the Lakers are in some trouble. Um, I think the East is pretty much set in regards to playoffs slash play-in. Uh, Atlanta Hawks have the 10th seed. New York Knicks are in 11th, um, but are five and a half games behind the Hawks with not many to go. So I'd say it's pretty unlikely that that is going to change other than just sort of shuffling of the standings over in the East. Lots of teams very close together, though. Um, but yeah, I th the the start of the demise of a super team. In um, sort of happy stories, back to the Pelicans. <laughs> Jose Alvarado, Alvarado, sorry, mm -hmm. Jose Alvarado, absolute monster. Like they're they're energy guys, but this guy can just light up an entire stadium. Absolute fan favorite. Went completely undrafted and played through the D-League and got given an opportunity. And he's now signed a four-year deal, $6.5 million contract with New Orleans. From undrafted. 
absolutely huge, immense, large. The best thing about this guy is how sneaky he is as well. Like at least once a game after a bucket's made, if he's like, if he's in the in the wing in the corner spot sort of thing, and the ball doesn't come to his wing, if it gets scored, he'll like hang out and face the bench in the corner on the court. And then the other team will inbound the ball and he'll swoop in behind the guard silently and steal the ball off him and lay it up. He does it like once a game, every game. So funny. They never see it coming. The guy's averaging something like eight. Towards the first half of the season, let's say he scores six to eight points, two or three rebounds, four assists, two steals, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes played. If we extrapolate that, he's getting quad doubles every game he plays. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Outstanding efficiency And you thought my Australian basketball player of the year take was hot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look Coming into playoff time It's going to be interesting Paul George back for the Clippers uh, LeBron hopefully back soon Get into zero dark 30 mode And then we'll see playoff LeBron again Which is a sight to behold You know it's coming Um there's so many teams in here that have players that can just turn it on to. So I think, I reckon this playoffs is going to be a really good one. Especially in the East, I don't think there's, there's not going to be many sweeps. I'm this excited. Year. Yeah. Not going to be many sweeps at all. Um, East is going to be fun to watch. There's some good teams and people coming back from inju- injuries in the lead up. Who would you guys like to see in the finals? In the finals, finals? Yeah. It's funny. I'd like to see the Grizzlies yes. in the finals just because I like the team. Definitely. But they're not a flashy team. No. They're a bit like the Spurs of old. Yeah. They just get in, do their job, win the games. It's exciting though. Get they play up. so hard for 48 minutes. They do play very hard. Um. From the East, if I wanted to see a team, hmm, I think I'd like to see the Bulls. Really? In the East, out of all the teams. How come? Miami Heat are a grind team. Yeah. Boston Celtics can light it up. Defensively grindy. But yeah. also a defensive team. Can light it up, yeah. The Bucks, it's mostly just passable to Giannis and he takes three enormous steps and lays the ball up or gets power shots. That's a good point. And then, you I know, see, Chris Middleton uh, shoots sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 76ers are essentially the same thing, but with Joel Embiid and James Harden. No, nah, you've sold me, yeah. Bulls, Memphis would would just be so exciting to watch. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Levine, DeRozan. Le- Le- Next, I would have to put Brooklyn after them, just because... For sure. Kevin Durant shouldn't do the things he can do at... I don't know, seven feet tall. I don't know if he's officially seven feet tall, but he is. Like, look at him. He looks seven feet tall. He's seven feet tall. He's seven he's feet very, tall. He's very defensive about it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I'm 6'10". No, I'm 6'9". So <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, three inches on the ground? <laughs> but, like, just because he shouldn't be able to do the things that he can do and he can light up a game like crazy. But, yeah, I think the Bulls, are, the Bulls can be the most exciting team in the East. Oh, without a doubt. Them and as much as it's annoying, the Charlotte Hornets, just because of their they're home very, court commentators. They're incredibly 
Exciting. Someone needs to settle those guys down. <laughs> they need like a Valium before they start commentating or something. They're off the rails. <laughs> It'll be quick... like a minute and a half in, someone hits a three. It's like, bang! <laughs> Come on, man. It's like, it's just... it's like 46 minutes left to play. <laughs> Miles, Miles Bridges, zero from five. <laughs> it's a bank shot three. <laughs> Charlotte's down 27 points. <laughs> That's why you can't leave. Bridge is open. <laughs> the man will kill you from outside. He's zero and he's one and seven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, it would be funny to hear that in the finals. That would be fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Bulls and Grizzlies are my teams that I would like to see there. Not my predictions, but my teams I'd like to see. Yeah, I, oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool matchup. Mm-hmm. Just going backwards quickly. Uh, according to Google, Kevin Durant is six foot nine point eight nine inches tall. Yeah, he'd like that. Yeah, he would like that. <laughs> Edited by Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Submitted by. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, it says here. Yeah. Yeah. Submitted by submitted Devin by. Corrant. <laughs> <laughs> PhD. <laughs> you see him standing next to Shaq. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know who he's fooling. He was standing in a pothole when they took that measurement. <laughs> he's he's definitely seven feet tall. Maybe he had some heartbreak in high school. He asked out his sweetheart and she said, I'm sorry, you, you're just too tall. <laughs> and he's never really quite emotionally recovered from it. <laughs> well, according to his 2016 interview with the Wall Street Journal, it's actually the opposite. Because uh, Kevin Durant says uh, when he's talking to women, he's seven foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> In basketball circles, he says he's six foot nine. Yeah, exactly. Because it makes him seem more impressive what he does on the court at six foot nine than it, than if he was seven foot. He'd be like, oh, yeah, seven foot, you can't stop him. He's too big. But at six nine, he's only, what, slightly taller than LeBron. So, of course, he can do those things. <laughs> With and Durant, it was about his preferred skill set, allegedly. So I guess he just didn't want to play center or that's something. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, when he was younger, he didn't want to be confined to a certain position and, you know, be layup city under the hoop. Yeah. Turned out all right for him. It did turn out all right for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's done well. Like watching a tube man dribble a basketball. <laughs> Wacky inflatable. <laughs> tube man. It's, it's funny. Um, Jokic in an interview, uh, maybe just today or yesterday, I don't want to say it because it's not controversial at all, but <laughs> probably to no one's surprise, like many people think, uh, Americans seem to have a tendency to think that everything they think and believe and everything within America is just the total world, whole world. That's the one view. That's how things are. And yeah, Kevin Durant, he's, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't want to play soon. I wanted to dribble the ball sometimes. But uh, Jokic is just going... You know, they're asking him, well, how'd you get so good? How'd you get so versatile as a seven-foot guy? He's like, I I just play basketball how I want to play basketball. (laughs) Europeans just do whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) Luca, 13 years old, I don't want to go to school. I'm going to play professional basketball. So he did. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) The entire North Macedonian football team actually came about the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Look at them now, taking down the Italians. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> ah, you love to see it. On that, I reckon a combined European team could give an American team a run for its money. Continental battle. Yeah. That would be Ooh. so... Or if there was like, 
Like oh, what sure. they do with the NBA Rising Stars when they do like the Team World versus Team USA or whatever. If they did that, but for the actual All Stars, that would be an entertaining match. Oh. Although it would just be, it would be basically all bigs on the European team. Giannis. Valanciunas. Yep. Stephen Adams, if you count him, if we oh. go rest of the world. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if it was just Giannis, Luca, and Nikola, mm-hmm. however you say it. Yep. I think those three guys could take down any five people. Pretty ridiculous. You could... There's at least four massive men in there because Rudy Gobert is French. <laughs> Jakob Bertel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wagner. Man, there's uh, so many tall guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing over there? <laughs> something in the chicken, I think. <laughs> <laughs> some of that, some of that sweet, sweet Chernobyl radiation. <laughs> <laughs> Serbia is not too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jetstream goes that way. <laughs> Have you seen? <laughs> oh man. Have you seen Jokic's brother? Which the, one? The seven foot man has two seven foot brothers <laughs> <laughs> that don't play basketball for some but reason. But one's three times as wide. As <laughs> <laughs> like he ate too much, or he gymmed a lot. A little yeah. bit of both. A bit of both. Oh, bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Like, he likes to go to the gym, but his brother's an NBA millionaire now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a uh, pass rusher in the NFL kind of built, or like, yeah, yeah except seven foot. He's intercepting everything. It's hey, holy shit. <laughs> terrifying. Sign him up, dude. He's, he's getting a tip on every pass that's going on. Yeah, over. he is. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. He, he's not intercepting them, but the guys behind him are. <laughs> More importantly, guys, heads, more tails. Who caught it last week? I it, believe it was me. Heads or tails? Tails. I'm going to put the sound on this one. I think you hit heads last week. I so did. You're, you're one. Should we keep a running tally somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep scores. Open I mean. up a Google sheet. Yeah. Uh, just the one, just the one coin. Season two, we'll flip two. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. <laughs> tails. It is, dude. Never fails. Also, um, I put the sound on it. It didn't Brilliant. make a sound, so that's complete bullshit. Um, leave Stay a tuned next week. Review on flipsimu.com. Um, <laughs> Go spam them. One stars only. It's still 50 50 on the website as well. By Funny a that. difference of approximately 2,000 out of a total million and something flips all time. Oh, no, sorry. 10 million flips all time. So that's just bonkers. Advantage um, two? Advantage to heads. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. No, I read that wrong. Advantage to tails. Ah, my never fails. Yeah, tails never fails. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That's a wrap, boys. On that bombshell. We'll see you next week. God bless. Tip well. Bye.